airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Aaron Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And our brother Richard is over in Studio CC on this Friday. He's mm-hmm. going to be um, taking your calls for us on this, what we call our gumbo show. Yes. Uh, which means everything goes into the pot. We take a lot more calls on Friday, uh, get some of your questions, maybe some questions that pertain to some of the stories that we discussed earlier in the week, but Will didn't leave you enough time to chime in. That's right. My and fault. So, <laughs> and so you want to chime in and you wait, you wait until Friday because you're like, then that's when he doesn't talk so much. Right, so right. I understand. I understand. I, I Look, guys, the thing is I deal with it all the time. You know? <laughs> and so I really do understand. Yes. Um, anyways, so this is our Friday show and mm-hmm. welcome to it. Um, I, I want to say that I would think I, I was thinking about something. Okay. And, um, I don't really clear a whole, whole lot with you before mentioning Uh-oh. it on the air. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, yeah. You know, <clears throat> I was thinking about our conversation earlier as we were a part of the Heart Cry for Revival yes. conference and we were trying to get everything set up. And um, it was, a, it, we, we were doing a breakout session yes. via Zoom. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're trying to get the camera set up on the computer, you know, for right. Zoom, you know, right, so right, that it's right. not like, you know what I mean? And um, and so I was just thinking about how far we have come in marriage. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh, do you yeah. know where? Do you know where I'm going? Ah, uh, kinda. Well, brace yourself. <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> oh my goodness! Here we go. Brace for impact. I was just thinking about how far we've come in marriage and how much we have grown to <laughs> trust one another. Yeah. And I think primarily it's I have grown to trust you. You know what I mean? Like I because I I feel like I feel like you could have and should have and did always trust me, right? Like you know. Yeah, sure, I'm I'm always, just trustworthy. Um no, I'm kidding. And so are you. It's just sometimes <laughs> the things you say don't reveal that I should Oh. <laughs> Wow. I mean, I'm just kidding. Erin Addison's. Uh, well, that's that's why we named it that, you know. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I was thinking about this, though. Ser- I seriously was thinking about this. And, you know, even though there's humor in it, I was I was kind of rejoicing inside because I was thinking about how far we've come that we can joke and talk about things like this uh-huh. and not have it be something where it's like, <clears throat> I need to talk to you when you get home. You know what I mean? Like not be one of those. And right, every right, right. husband knows what that conversation's like. <sighs> Don't text the warnings. <laughs> just just bring the conversation oh, and let's let's goodness. go. You know. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so we're getting ready for this uh, for our portion of the Zoom conference, mm-hmm. and um, and we're trying to set everything up, make sure that the background looks good, and and we're doing it from home and. And so, you know, you want to make sure that you don't have the toy box that vomits in the living room <laughs> in the background. You know, y'all, everybody, 
Come on, somebody somewhere had a toy box that just couldn't keep the toys in. You know, it is always like sick. You know, um, and so you have to make sure you're angling all of those things. And then we always have this wild thing. I feel like whenever you and I zoom, um, that I feel like I'm sitting up so much higher. I feel like I'm so much. <laughs> I feel like I'm so much taller looking. And we're sitting in, and and you know, he, so here, <laughs> here we are. Yeah, yeah. We're sitting in the same chair. And you always try to blame chair. it on me slouching, but well, that's but not. Dear. That's not. That's not okay. Because, uh, like I said, I hold have, on. What? Hold what? On. <laughs> Don't do that to this. Don't do that to this. <laughs> what you are about to do is ruin. My uh-huh. whole story. Okay. You're well, about to just about jump to, to the end. I'm about to run? Yes. How dare you? <laughs> okay. Don't, All right. Go I ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. There is a, hold on. There's a certain <laughs> beauty in my setup of stories, Will the Great. Okay. And you're about to just kick my knees out. They're just <laughs> kneecaps everywhere. I'm gone. All right. No. Anyways, <laughs> we're sitting in the exact same chair. We're waiting on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we only got an hour, Mika. I mean, come on. So, okay, I just want everybody to get the picture, Will. And, and we're sitting in the same chair. Not in the same chair. We're sitting in the same type of chair. The exact same type of chair. <laughs> side by side. Mm-hmm. But you look at the, the Zoom camera, you know, that is kind of waiting for the host. So, and so you can see what, what the background looks like. And you can angle and center and all of that. And it looks like I'm towering over you mm-hmm. in my chair. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, dear, uh, no offense, but, you know, can you not <laughs> slouch? Because, you know, and you're like, what? I'm not slouching. Like, this is me sitting up straight, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay, if you want to look like Miki's doing an interview with her son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, see um, what I have to go through mm, with me. Hold on. In my mind, in my mind, it is me Mm -hmm. and then one of the kids from the Wizard of Oz, (laughs) the Lollipop Guild. We represent the Lollipop Guild. Like I said, there's a reason for that, and we figured it out. Okay. Well, but but wait. There's more. And this is where the Lord has brought us a mighty long way. Um, <laughs> and I don't believe he's brought us way. this far hey. to leave us. Okay? Right. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I yeah, don't bring out all the quotes, all the gospel he's brought hits. brought me this far. Um, so as we're talking and we're trying to, you know, figure out what exactly is going on, either our house is slanted <laughs> <laughs> or there's a bigger problem. Oh, no pun intended, but there, <laughs> there's a problem. And mm. and so you said to me, you said, listen, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what it is. Now, husbands <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> your what? respect level for Will is about to go through the roof. Because you're like, man, any man who would say that to his wife, <laughs> you know, just commands respect. And so you said, well, I'm going to tell you what it is. You know, you said, um, I'm not sitting on as much padding as you know. <laughs> <laughs> wait <sighs> wait a minute what, hey. what? Hey. I meant that in a, the best way I mean come on hang man. on no 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 oh, come on it's man. not butter don't try to smooth it on hold on <laughs> it's not at all butter and and so there was a part of me 
that kind of wanted to protest, like, wait, hold up a second. <laughs> but then I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, you're kind of right, you know. So anyway, we fixed it, though. We got you yes. a few pillows. <laughs> a few. You heard that, huh? That's how I had to stack up. Literally. Stop it. Okay, now you know. I listen. couldn't stack up. <laughs> oh, man. But the but the angle, I thought, was, was, uh, <clears throat> was fixed uh-huh. because of that. Here's my point. All right? Here's my point. There was a time in our marriage where if you would have even hinted at something like that, well, like, well, let, what do you think would have happened if, you know, go oh, back to our early let's see. years of marriage. Like if you would have said even the smallest thing that would have appeared <laughs> that you. <laughs> yeah, that would have been, you know, pretty bad. Yeah. That would have been, yeah. been I some, mean, some uh, cold shoulders. And, oh, man. I think ignoring days. Ignoring going on. And, oh, uh, days. Yeah. I would have gone to the absolute worst place and I would have. Um, attributed your comments to a lack of love and being judgmental right. and, you know, and just critical and just all of these things that were, but I am so great. Like seriously. And this is the only reason I'm talking about it because I'm here. If I were not here, um, probably we would have had a stand in or substitute. I wasn't doing the show. <laughs> Aaron like, Mickey, you can't, you wouldn't, Aaron you, Addison wouldn't Mickey, you would not do the show if you got <laughs> mad at will. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. You talk for both of us. See, mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I was petty. I mean, but I've grown, you know? Yes. Um, but I was just thinking about that and, and all joking aside, the mm-hmm. seriousness of mm-hmm. it is that there are times that we go through like those rough places in our marriage and, and those rough places at the time feel like you're going to always be there, that you're always going to not trust the person's motives. Mm. It always feels like you're not going to be understood, that you're not going to understand the other person, but it's not true. It's a lie. And the enemy, I think, so often wants in our marriages that we act on the lie, mm. right? Not process and dispel it, right. not process and, you know, move beyond so that you get to the place where you're not controlled by what is your perception. You know, mm-hmm. the enemy doesn't want you to do that. The enemy wants you to stay in the place where you're just controlled by your perception. You act on your perception. And and basically, ultimately, he wants to destroy our marriages. Right. He, he wants to create these huge chasms, if you will, between us, you know, and, and our marriage is not unique in that way. But I was thinking today, as we were joking about this, even as you were leaving, how how far we have come. Yes, we've come this far by faith. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. No, I mean, I'm still going to sleep on the couch. Um, no, you're not. Uh, no, joking. <laughs> no, uh-uh. no, 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 you're not. See, we, no, that's, we've come that's a joke. this far. Like, that's right. That People we, who... No, we don't do that. Yeah, we've talked about that before on the show. Right. In the, the first year of marriage where I thought that that's where the husband went to sleep when he was in trouble. <laughs> Until you refused. And, yeah, and not I didn't this have, one. I no. didn't have a frame of reference. I didn't know what to do. Mm-mm. I didn't know how to regroup. You know not what I mean? Put down the two one. and carry the one. I didn't know what to do. All right. Anyways, um, welcome to the show. We do a light, a lighter show on Friday, and hopefully, <clears throat> I and Lollipop Guild will. Oh, wow. um, okay, that's my new nickname. I'm, I'm no longer Will the Great. I'm Lollipop. Oh no, Guild. no, no. Okay, I'll I'll talk to you during the break. I'm not gonna <laughs> let you rope me into that. You're always <laughs> always Will the Great, uh, <laughs> and then you just add stuff to it as we go along. Um, this is going to be an awkward shift and, and I kind of hesitate to make it in this segment, but I, you know, there's stuff going on in our country, even though we try to do a lighter show on Friday, there's, there are things going on. Um, you mentioned this at our prayer gathering last night. Um, we submitted these things to the Lord in prayer 
as a as a body of believers. Yes. And, um, you know, it, I guess it's just one of those things that obviously it's on my mind. We're, we're talking about it right now. Um, the Equality Act. Yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> the fact that it passed in the House and, you know, the question about where we go, should this pass in the Senate and what what that would mean for Christians. And I was reading an opinion piece um, from a U.S. representative for Virginia's 5th Congressional District um, over at the Daily Signal, I want to say is where I was reading this piece. And um, I thought he did a good job of um, just sort of jumping straight to the point and talking about why this should concern us. We've talked about this. We've interviewed people. We've had people on to talk about the Equality Act in the past. And I think it, there was a difference when you were talking about it from the position of like, but that'll never, that mm-hmm. won't, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. You know, it's different talking about it when it's like, well, yeah, you know, is this, are we sort of like, you know, are we yeah. on the precipice of this, yeah. you know? And um, anyways, so I want to talk about that and I'll save it for when we get back on the okay. other side of the break. Uh, and the reason for that is because I also, in addition to talking about that, mm-hmm. I want to play the clip. Yeah. of um, Senator Rand Paul um, also um, contributing to the conversation that I think is an important conversation for us to have um, because not only are you looking at the Equality Act, but you are looking at how in our current administration's, um, you know, what you call their their influence and their reach, mm-hmm. um, parents could be pushed out of the position of authority in their kids' lives exactly. and making decisions about their health. Exactly. Um, and, and so I think that came to light as well this week. And so we want to play a clip for you and have a conversation around that. So hopefully you'll keep listening and we'll be able to weave a little bit of serious and a little <laughs> bit of light into the Friday show. Yes. Um, I got an email. We got an email from one of our listeners. Um, uh, I want to say his name is Gary. And he said that he's probably one of our youngest listeners. Um, but Gary said, he said, you know, he, he likes to have the serious conversation. He knows, you know, some people like to have a lot a lighter show, but yeah, there's so much going on that he actually appreciates having. So, so we'll do a little bit of both on this Friday. <laughs> yeah. If that can work, if it can work. Kind of, it can work. Okay. All right. All right. So we'll do our, our best on that. Uh, and then also we'll take your calls, recap the week, look at what's going on and uh, then get some of your calls. Um, we're going to do all of that. And probably a little bit more when we get back. This is Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We will grab a quick break and come right back. This is the moment we part ways. Cause this is the road you chose to take But wait, what about love? Uh, uh, I know me and you ain't the same What about love? Uh, uh, I know me and you ain't the same What about God is after love? a holy nation associated with lowly people be so mistaken the fornication's the only evil don't get me wrong i know god is holy welcome back to Aaron the addisons on american family radio it's the friday edition we appreciate you listening i'm miki and i'm will and that's the truth with what about love our brother richard is over in studio cc and we are going to go to phone lines after reading a little bit of an opinion piece from u.s representative 
um, for Virginia's 5th Congressional District, Robert Good. Um, and then hearing three clips, we've, it's the, the one exchange, but Will the Great has broken it up into three clips mm-hmm. um, where uh, Senator Rand Paul is actually um, grilling mm-hmm. um, Dr. Levine, a man who believes himself to be a woman um, and is President Biden's nominee for assistant health secretary. Anyway. Wow, what a position for <clears throat> it's yes. <laughs> I mean I, I just really you you know even <laughs> if you tried you couldn't make it up. You couldn't make up something like you know what I mean? That would just be too obvious of a that's hey. the punchline kind of a thing, you know. <laughs> right. And anyway, um here we are. All right, so I was reading this opinion um piece and I thought that this was good and I wanted to read a little bit of it to our listeners and then in light of that I want to turn to Rand Paul's grilling. Um, earlier this week and just have a a little bit of a conversation around that. Then we'll open the phone lines up and we can include this conversation and then also recap the week's shows. Um, And and if we need to, we can go over that. All right. Mm -hmm. So here we go. For years, big tech Hollywood elites and Democrats in power have stretched their reach to gain unprecedented control over our speech, our culture and our way of life. This is Representative Robert Good. From censoring conservative speech on social media to deplatforming a sitting president of the United States, the left has sought to win over public opinion through shaming and smearing the opposition rather than winning hearts and minds in the battle of ideas. The current chapter in this larger saga is taking place in the House of Representatives this week. The House just passed H.R. 5, ironically called the Equality Act. This bill is a patently unconstitutional assault on religious freedom, which also weakens longstanding civil rights law by equating biological sex with sexual orientation and gender identity. This legislation at its core would take civil rights laws designed to protect classes of people based upon immutable and objective characteristics and would would instead base it upon subjective ideas about gender and political viewpoints. That is so important about gender and political viewpoints about sexual orientation. For example, if a biological boy or man identifies himself as a girl or woman, he would be considered just as female under the Equality Act, which opens the doors to allowing biological men to compete with girls and women in sports or to use female restrooms across the country. By equating the immutable with the subjective, those in power seek a moral mandate to silence any dissenting viewpoint. I'm going to read that line again. I'm going to read that line again by equating the immutable with the subjective. Those in power seek a moral mandate to silence any dissenting viewpoint. The equality act will be extremely detrimental to the rights of women and girls uh, in sports, churches and synagogues, private schools, and other faith-based organizations. I'm jumping down here. The Equality Act is a deliberate attempt to force people of faith to embrace behaviors that conflict with their sincerely held religious beliefs, which will limit their freedom to love their neighbors. I'm going to read that again as well. The Equality Act is a deliberate attempt to force people of faith to embrace behaviors that conflict with their sincerely held religious beliefs, 
which will limit their freedom to love their neighbors. While the Equality Act purports to be an quote unquote inclusive piece of legislation, it actually excludes those with different viewpoints. Yep. It would ultimately put civil rights law at odds with longstanding religious beliefs pertaining to sex, sexuality, and other moral issues. This means that faith-based nonprofits such as Christian, um, such as a Christian homeless shelter for battered women, an adoption or foster care agency, or another religiously affiliated provider of social services could not serve in good conscience or operate consistently with their principles, excuse me, without the risk of suffering consequences under federal law. Mm. One last thing here under the equality act, we are all next in line to be persecuted this time in federal court. Now, why, why am I reading that? I'm reading that because it kind of goes to an earlier point that I was making on Wednesday and I was talking about in Vogue sin, yeah. how we are beating and beating and beating people over the head talking about so-called racism. And, and this is what the church is not doing. The church needs to say this and the church needs to do justice and, you know, rah, rah, rah. And here we have these other things happening concurrently and, mm. and no one is saying the church better speak out. Hmm. Well, okay, of course not no one. You know what I mean? But right. the people who are telling yeah. you to speak out and do justice, right. right? They're not at the same time also saying, hey, you better warn the followers of God. You better, you better warn Christians that there is a coming attack that affects all of us. Like they're not saying that, you know? And here you have something that is as serious as this piece of legislation. But again, those who are, you know, excuse the expression, the wokest mm-hmm. don't see this. Yeah, I'm saying, matter of fact, they don't even see it. They see the, they don't even see the threat, you know, in, in this, they, mm-hmm. they see, Oh man. Yeah. We're, we're not those hateful type Christians. Like those other people are exactly we're, we're man. We're with this. Like, you know, it's, it's all right. Well, think about it. What happens, what happens when, um, Christians are on the hook for using people's preferred pronouns. So when, when Christians are on the hook for um, what would be classified as doing violence against someone, Mm -hmm. if you do not call that person, what they want to be called, Mm -hmm. even if a single person wants to be called they, all right. So like, if you, if you say, I cannot do that, I am not going to lie to you. Um, and, and you expect as a Christian to say, we are hiding behind the authority of scripture. We are saying that we must tell the truth, right? We believe that God designed male and female, that there are only two sexes, that um, this whole gender spectrum thing is a lie. Now, imagine you say that, but then you've got other Christians, prominent Christians who are saying but but we should engage in something that I like to call pronoun hospitality. Mm. And so what they have put out there in the public for everyone to hear is that those Christians are just being extra. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. have to do that. They could do just what I do and they can refer to men as women and they can say she and her to that man. <laughs> they can do that if they were loving if they wanted to show hospitality, because even though it's not true, it's not technically lying because it's a lie in love. <laughs> Come on, man. What is that? Okay. Right. Like, <laughs> but you, do you see what I'm yeah, saying? And, yeah. and, and so this is why I feel like 
it is so important for us to have this conversation. Now, something else, I want to get to this quickly, so then we'll open the phone lines up. Um, in addition to this, while, while this is going on, we have um, Senate confirmation hearings happening for um, Joe Biden's nominees, one of, of whom is uh, a man, I believe his name is Richard Levine, originally. Um, he changed his name to Rachel um, because he decided that he was a woman. All right. Um, <clears throat> he is Joe Biden's nominee for assistant health secretary. <sighs> this man is asked one question twice and then admonished at the end. So we've got three parts here for you. Um, he's asked this question by Senator Rand Paul about transgender treatment for children and listen to the question because in the question you also hear whether or not parents will have the right to as they have historically taken for granted that they have the right to make decisions for their children who are not mature enough to make decisions for themselves parents are entrusted with this not only right but responsibility and and um, and, and in yeah, the beginning uh, you'll hear uh, senator uh, Rand Paul give some facts, some mm -hmm. some information. Oh, yes, that's right. You know about uh, what's going on here. You know medically and, and everything mm -hmm. else. You know, so mm -hmm. he'll he'll give that information, and then he'll ask the question. Okay, let's roll it. Genital mutilation has been nearly universally condemned. Genital mutilation has been condemned by the WHO, the United Nations Children's Fund, the United Nations Population Fund. According to the WHO, genital mutilation is recognized internationally as a violation of human rights. Genital mutilation is considered particularly egregious because, as the WHO notes, it is nearly always carried out on minors and is a violation of the rights of children. Most genital mutilation is not typically performed by force, but as WHO notes that by social convention, social norm, the social pressure to conform, to do what others do and have been doing, as well as the need to be accepted socially and the fear of being rejected by the community. American culture is now normalizing the idea that minors can be given hormones to prevent their biological development of their secondary sexual characteristics. Dr. Levine, you have supported both allowing minors to be given hormone blockers to prevent them from going through puberty, as well as surgical destruction of a minor's genitalia. Like surgical mutilation, hormonal interruption of puberty can permanently alter and prevent secondary sexual characteristics. The American College of Pediatricians reports that 80 to 95% of prepubertal children with gender dysphoria will experience resolution by late adolescence if not exposed to medical intervention and social affirmation. Dr. Levine, do you believe that minors are capable of making such a life-changing decision as changing one's sex? Well, Senator, thank you for your interest in this question. Um, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field um, with robust research and uh, standards of care that have been developed. And if I am fortunate enough to be confirmed as the Assistant Secretary of Health, I would look forward to working with you and your office and coming to your office and discussing the particulars of the standards of care for transgender yeah. medicine. Okay, it's, it's an answer that's not an answer. It's I hate that word right now. <laughs> but when I when <laughs> you look at it, you're like, why is it everywhere? Okay, it's nuanced. Um, robust research. 
Okay, but if we <laughs> if we're saying that the research is robust, we must also make sure that what we call robust includes looking at the fact that children are harmed mm -hmm. when they are not protected by their parents. I hope that we are including that in the research. The kids who then feel like they have made the wrong decision once they have been allowed to quote unquote transition based on prior emotion. Hmm. Like, I, I hope that we're including that in the research. I hope right. that we are, you know, in, including the effects of the medicine that's used uh, to block these kids hormones and their natural development, natural development. But but somehow I don't think that that is what. Dr. Levine means when he says there is robust research. <laughs> um, This to me. And, and obviously to Senator Paul as well, mm -hmm. is a non-answer right. that is kind of giving an answer. Right, right. All right, here, here's, here's clip two. The specific question was about minors. Let's be a little more specific since you evaded the question. Do you support the government intervening to override the parent's consent to give a child puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and or amputation surgery of breasts and genitalia? You have said that you're willing to accelerate the protocols for street kids. I'm alarmed that poor kids with no parents who are homeless and distraught, you would just go through this and allow that to happen to a minor. I would hope that you would have compassion for Kira Bell, who's a 23-year-old girl who was confused with her identity. At 14, she read on the internet about something about transsexuals. She thought, well, maybe that's what I am. She ended up getting these puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones. She had her breasts amputated. But here's what ultimately she says now. And this is a very insightful from decision from someone who made a mistake but was led to believe this was a good thing by the medical community. I made a brash decision as a teenager, as a lot of teenagers do, trying to find confidence and happiness, except now the rest of my life will be negatively affected, she said, adding that the medicalized gender transitioning was a very temporary, superficial fix for a very complex identity issue. What I'm alarmed at is that you're not willing to say absolutely minors shouldn't be making decisions to amputate their breast or to amputate their genitalia. For most of our history, we believe that minors don't have full rights and the parents need to be involved. So I'm alarmed that you won't say with certainty that minors should not have the ability to make the decision to take hormones that will affect them for the rest of their life. Will you make a more firm decision on whether or not minors should be involved in these decisions? Senator, uh, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field. Uh, and if confirmed to the position of Assistant Secretary of Health, I would certainly be pleased to come to your office and talk with you and your staff about the standards of care and the complexity of this field. So that's the packaged answer. <laughs> That, that is the packaged answer. But I, I just want to stress for our listeners, again, that the question is, do you support the government intervening to override the parent's consent to give a child puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and or amputation surgery of breast and genitalia? And even fast-tracking those who are homeless are... Come on! I mean, how wicked can you... Come on, man. I mean, at least... Excuse me. At least at that point, you would think it would. No, no, no. Parents have rights to protect their children. But but the fact that that even that gets a prepackaged answer. Th this, <laughs> you know, I don't mean to sound like Chloe from The Secret Life of Pets, but, you know, I mean, 
this is bad. You know? <laughs> All right. Man. All right. Aaron the Addisons, American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Living for the most high, feeling like I won't die. Before I get to meet him, I'ma see him crack the whole sky. Everything he teaching me, I'm speaking through the flow now. And it's even sweeter than before now. Got me yelling God over my name. Christ over my Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Um, the time is going by quickly, so I'm going to give the phone number if you want to talk to us. Um, so our brother Richard can get you queued up. <clears throat> 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. And then while that is happening, we will introduce ourselves and play the third and final clip. This is uh, Senator Rand Paul's response to um, Dr. Levine um, mm-hmm. regarding whether or not parents have the rights to help their children make um, very important and permanent life-altering decisions regarding their health. Uh, anyway, but first let me also say I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that was Bizzle, where I'm a Christian. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So here, here we go. One. Let's let's a real one. Uh, let's pick up. This is Senator Rand Paul again interviewing um, Dr. Levine. This is President Biden's nominee for assistant health secretary about uh, he's talking or grilling this person, this man about transgender treatment for women. And this is a third and final clip that we have. Here we go. Let it go into the record that the witness refused to answer the question. The question is a very specific one. Should minors be making these momentous decisions? For most of the history of medicine, we wouldn't let you have a cut sewn up in the ER. But you're willing to let a minor take things that prevent their puberty, and you think they get that back? You give a woman testosterone enough that she grows a beard, you think she's going to go back looking like a woman when you stop the testosterone? You have permanently changed them. Infertility is another problem. None of these drugs have been approved for this. They're all being used off-label. I find it ironic that the left that went nuts over hydroxychloroquine being used possibly for COVID are not alarmed that these hormones are being used off-label. There's no long-term studies. We don't know what happens to them. We do know that there are dozens and dozens of people who have been through this who, who regret that this happened and a permanent change happened to them. And, you know, if you've ever been around children, 14-year-olds can't make this decision. In the gender dysphoria clinic in England... 10% of the kids are between the ages of 3 and 10. We should be outraged that someone's talking to a 3-year-old about changing their sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Man, I you know, look, and 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 even while this is going on, right? Even while this conversation, if you will, is happening, people are saying, "Go out, you better go out and do justice." Mm-hmm. You know, you better go out. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's it's just amazing, but it's because the whole justice conversation is in vogue to talk about the church has received permission <clears throat> to discuss this. And so then now we can talk about it anyways. All right. Um, should I recap this week's shows or do we go yeah. to the phone line? Uh, you can recap and then we can go straight to the phone line. Okay. So on Monday, um, the topic was so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved on Tuesday when they speak against you as evildoers is what we talked about on Wednesday. We talked about in vogue sin and then yesterday, they want us to flip tables for them. Mm. Um, probably a little bit more that can be said about that. You can <laughs> comment on any of those shows or anything else that you want to talk about that's happening in current events. If we're aware of it, <clears throat> familiar with it. Right. If I can make it, 
We'll comment on it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my voice. Um, but if we don't know, we'll tell you we don't know and then uh, pivot to something we do know. That's how it works. Sounds good. All right. Well, the great, where do we go first? All right. Let's go to Jack in Louisiana. Hi, Jack. Hi. How are you? Doing good. Uh, I'd like to comment on this uh, gentleman uh, for the assistant uh, helping. I, 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 I'm just tongue-tied. I'm sorry. That's okay. The whole thing is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Everybody should be getting a hold of their congressmen and their senators mm-hmm. and telling them this man is not fit for any office mm-hmm. in the United States government. We are the people. We are the bosses. We make the determination of who goes where. Not a bunch of people that we hire who are temps at best. Come on. And also, while I'm while I'm on the subject, we need to be setting a grassroots effort of every Republican, every Republican putting together plans to get Republican uh, re- people that are in the Congress right now. They're going to be coming up for reelection, and we need to put Republicans in their seats. Not let having the Democrats, left wing liberals, mm-hmm. keep trying to run the show. Thank you, Jack. Thank you so much, Jack. I appreciate it. And, I, you know, I really appreciate your passion. I, I think that that is the, the right tone that we need to have. That's how we, sh- we should feel about this. Like, we don't ever want to have this kind of conversation. And even when you cover it, that's the risk that you run, that it almost kind of becomes normal. Yeah. But I don't think it should become normal to us in our conversation. We have to be like Lot was. And, and we have to remain vexed. Yeah. right? We have to yeah. remain in this state where we are living among real utter wickedness, guys. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'm not trying to sound dramatic here, but it really is wickedness. And I think it's a type of wickedness that we did not expect to see, at least not this quickly. But, you know, here we are. Yeah. So you've got to maintain that vexation where you're like, this is not right. This is outrageous. And so I just want to appreciate Jack for um, what I think is the right response in a situation like this. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to George in Missouri. Hi, George. Hey, Will. How you doing? Thank you. And thank you for what you're doing. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with the guy uh, before me, the, mm-hmm. what, what he said, but... What what all can we do? You call your congressmen, you call your senators, you pray, and now you vote. But does mm-hmm. is, does your vote really count anymore? Mm. And then can you call the Democrats to tell them, oh, that would be impossible, <laughs> because they know they got the run of the table. They're going to do whatever they want to do. And I even told my Democrat friends, I'm like, you watch what's going on because you know what? This is going to affect you too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they they don't uh, they don't seem to understand that they got a Democrat in there. It's like, hey, you know what? You gave away a, a, a perfectly good president with a perfectly good mind, and this guy that's in there right now is walking around wondering where his office is. <laughs> George, <laughs> man, oh, George, listen, I I look. Look, all right. Why do you guys do this to me? <laughs> I, every 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 time I try, you know, I feel like somebody provokes me. It's just, you know, um, <clears throat> thank you for your comments, George. I think, <laughs> look, people people all see it. Even yeah. the Democrats see it. Yeah. All right. And and this is not being mean spirited. Okay. If if you look at some of the interviews, you know, leading up to this election, 
Even the Democrats saw it. Even yeah. those in media who were tasked with helping him, yeah. they were like, man, come on, man. We, we don't even, this is what we, come on. But, they but, don't even but, know what to do. You know, you know or it, didn't it, even look, know what and to I'm going to say this. We said Democrats, there are some people who identify <laughs> as Republicans that, right. that, you know, voted a certain way. Yeah. So my question yep. is, so you Christians, are you never Trumper Republicans? Is this are these the policies? Is this what you wanted? Yeah. Are these the policies that you wanted? That's that. Yeah. I mean, hey, yeah. because this is what we're getting. So I I, I would combine <laughs> both George and Jack's call, and and I would say that there is still a responsibility that we have um, to be good stewards of our vote. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there was the possibility that you can you know, if something like this were to happen, that it could serve to um, to remove some people in a couple of years. Um, but at the same time, and I know that people don't really like to hear this. So, mm-hmm. you know, at the risk of people throwing their tomatoes, you know, in in the event that we find ourselves in the worst possible scenario, mm-hmm. you know, worst mm-hmm. possible scenario, um, you have already got to have made up in your mind mm-hmm. that you're going to honor the Lord as holy. Amen. Amen. And and I know people don't like that, but this is what Peter, man, this is, we're living countercultural. And, and this was, this was how he charged us, you know, like make up in your mind that you're going to honor the Lord as holy. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to honor the Lord in your heart. And so you're going to be doing the kinds of things that are going to provoke the question. And it's not the question that's going to be asked with a smile on people's faces, mm-hmm. but you've got to be ready that you're, you're not going to do it. So, so here is the question, you know, the question is, okay, we've got these things happening, big picture, big level. But when it comes down to you, if you're in a situation where someone is pressing you to call them a woman, and clearly this, this is a man, you know, in that moment, you know, what, what are you, what are you going to do? Yeah. And look, and let's just talk about it. You feel an incredible amount of conflict, you know, because you're, you're going, I'm not trying to be mean to people. You're not trying, you know, you, right, you're not, right. this is not political for you. You're not trying to provoke people because you, you, you understand yeah. you're like, no, this is a lie. And I'm not going to be, you know, it's like you, you you've got to decide that you're going to be the kid who says, you know, the emperor doesn't have on any clothes. Right. 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 I mean, somebody's got to, you know, anyways. So, so what I'm saying <laughs> is it, 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 it has to reduce mm-hmm. down to you. And your personal fidelity to scripture, mm-hmm. even if the culture continues its descent, you have got to have made up in your mind that you're going to stand. Amen. So anyway, Will the Great, where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Erica in Texas. Hi, Erica. Hello. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. This, guys, we have to pray. Mm-hmm. This is, I, I just want to say, I am an African-American woman who have three kids. I hurt for them, hmm. and I hurt for the for the churches, and, and I'm going to just say it. A lot of churches who have predominantly African-Americans, they do not want to talk about this because a lot of them vote Democratic, mm. and they don't understand that we are hurt. This is a moral issue. This is a righteousness issue. Come on, Erica. And I'm crying in my heart right now because— I know the Bible tells us we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but mm-hmm, against the principalities, mm-hmm. against the powers, and against the rulers 
and the darkness of this world against spiritual yes. witness, wickedness in high places. Mm-hmm. And what we don't understand that if we let someone like this and we have to fight, our weapons are not carnal. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to get on our knees and fight for this. This is a, a veil that the enemy has put over the, the African-American communities and against people who vote Democratic. They, he put a veil over their eyes and he made it look pretty and put it in a pretty little bow. But this is not right. right. This is not right. And I just want to ask for all the transgender people. I don't have, I love everyone. But when you die and you're going to die a male. You're going to die whatever God created you to do. I don't care what you change. Mm. <laughs> you're going to mm. die for whatever God created you. So I, I, I cry out for them, too. We need to pray real yeah. hard. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Erica, man, let me say something to your point here, because I, I think that you are making an excellent point. And there was a question, and I'm probably not going to word it correctly, but there was a question that was raised to our kids in our Sunday uh, morning fellowship and uh, training and discipleship and equipping and apologetics and all of that um, with our young people in our, in our fellowship. And the question was asked, um, do we really believe that what we say we believe is really real? Mm. Do we really believe that what we say we believe is really real? Now, why am I asking that question? Because to Erica's point, if we were both informed about what is happening in our country, And we believe that we really, what we say as Christians, what we say is really real, then you would have to tell people, hey, listen, we're violating COVID standards. You can't come to prayer meeting tonight. (laughs) But as it is, you're not you're not violating COVID standards when you call a prayer meeting. You you, it's 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 probably going to be less than 10. You're probably looking at maybe five. You understand what I'm saying? Prayer meetings are not packed out because people don't really believe that God Mm. hears them or they don't think he cares or they're just kind of am over it. Let me see. I'll just when is the next time for me to vote, 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 vote. So they don't know what their weapons are. Mm. So here is my challenge. And I'm going to add this challenge to Jack and George's challenge and, and, and tack it on to what Erica is saying here. If we really believe that what we say we believe is really real, then not only are we going to be voting and doing all of that, but we are going to be hitting the floor on our knees, begging for the mercy of God. But we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not there yet. We'll, we'll do a concert. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do a little, little meal fellowship. That's, that's good because, you know, you know. but prayer meetings, I, I can't really, I can't make it. Mm. I'm out on that. I got something else coming up. Yeah. That is directly connected to what we believe about God. Directly. All right. Well, the great, were you going to, I didn't mean to, no. were you going to attack? Okay. Let's try to squeeze in maybe one or two more calls. All right. Let's go to Linda in Texas. Hi, Linda. Hi there, guys. How are you? Good. Hello. Hi. Uh, I would like to just thank the first three people in front of me. Uh, and reiterate everything they said. Hmm. You've got to, number one, wonder where in the world the brains of half of this nation were when they voted. Hmm. Um, because I have family that voted that way, and for the life of me, I don't understand it, and I have talked to them. I said, this is not our grandparents' party this is not our parents' party. This is not a party. This is a, a 
devil's den. You, mm. All you got to do is look and see the lions walking around there, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't, I, I'm trying not to go there because I love them and I'm trying to stay family yeah. with them. Yeah. And they are, at least a few of them, realizing it now. Mm. The mistake was made and we can start changing it. And the pity me- is they keep, everybody keeps saying, Call your congressman, call your Hey, Linda, I'm so sorry. I have to jump in because we're running out of time. Your point is very well made. It points to that this is a spiritual battle that we're in. All right, we're out of time until Monday, Lord willing.